welcome to Grace to Gather podcast. At Grace to Gather, our goal is to foster the art of hospitality in such a way that we are building community, strengthening marriages and families, serving one another, and most importantly, creating an atmosphere where deeper relationships can thrive. Now, please join us for this week's episode with Damon and Neva. Hi, I'm Damon. And I'm Neva. Welcome to Grace to Gather. So over the past several weeks, we've talked about preparing your home, setting an atmosphere, and preparing the meal. So now we're going to talk about becoming a host. So what does it mean to become a host? Well, in 1 Peter 4.10, it says, Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in all of its various forms. Becoming a host is having a spirit of service. And it doesn't matter whether you're, you know, what age you are, you know, how much money you make, where you live. It's all a matter of the heart and just learning to serve others and meet their needs ahead of your own. Deneva, what does it what does it mean to be a host from from your viewpoint? Yeah, well, I think, you know, for us we were ta- just talking about that a little bit. And, you know, we um, obviously love to host people into our home and love hospitality. And, you know, our question was, what makes us good hosts? You know, we, as we were just talking it out. And I think that, you know, a few of the things that we landed on were, um, you know, you, you very much have a generous spirit. and. Um, and you also, you know, just serve. I mean, by by nature, you love to serve. And I love to cook and to, you know, present a home that is inviting. And, and so I think for us, it's like, you know, these, this combination is what has, um, you know, been a part of leading us into successful hosting. But the verse um, in Peter really saying that we all have our gifts. We all have gifts that we have been given and we need to learn how to use those in order to um, edify other people in order to lift other people up. And so they may not, you know, we all have different gifts. They may not look Mm -hmm. the same. And, and even, you know, just because you have some gifts and I have some gifts that work well together, the likelihood is is that you have some gifts and your spouse has some gifts that would also work well together. And so I think identifying what those things are and how you can best use them. You know, right. I mean, I know some people that are just, you know, amazing conversationalists. And, you know, that in and of itself is a gift to be able to just start good conversations mm-hmm. and steer good conversations. So there's really a lot of things out there that you bring to the table if you recognize it and you hone it. Right, right. And, you know, and the gifts that God gives us, um, they're always meant for service. They're meant to serve him first and foremost. Then they're meant to serve others. They are never meant to serve our own self-interest. And that is what hosting really is. It's about meeting the needs of other people, making sure that they are feeling welcome and comfortable and at ease, and just making sure that they have everything that they need uh, when they need it. And um, for 
for some of us, uh, being a, a host uh, comes naturally. For others, it's very much a learned attitude and learned actions. Because um, to be brutally honest, most of us are selfish human beings, uh, myself uh, among amongst them. Um, it, in my younger years, it did not not come naturally for me to want to serve other people. Um, I wanted to put my own needs uh, first and make sure that I had what I needed before anybody else got what they needed. And so becoming a good host and serving others, putting their needs ahead of my own, uh, was a very much a learned process for me um, as I grew up. Right. And so, you know, I think, how do you learn? you know, some of those skills and, and you and I have loved watching old movies I and mean, we love watching movies, yeah. but mm-hmm. we have loved watching old movies. And, you know, for years we've just, we've gone back and we've watched movies from the, the, you know, twenties and thirties and forties and early fifties. And, um, one of the things that you see in that era was, um, really the intentionality of a gentleman and of a lady. And so I think right. when mm-hmm. you're hosting people and inviting them to your table, I think that that's a really good reference of, of just, you know, thinking about what is a lady and what is a gentleman. So if I'm going to present myself, you know, to, to people that we invite into our home, what are those attributes? And actually the definition of um, gentleman is a chivalrous, courteous, or honorable man. Um, So he behaved like a perfect gentleman. And then um, women were ladies. And the definition of of a lady is a woman of refinement and gentle manners. Right. So so the whole point is to be um, polite, courteous, and attentive uh, to your guests um, without the use of, you know, foul language or um, inappropriate uh, conduct or um, conversation. So you want to um, set an environment of um, peace and um, relaxation and make them feel like they are being taken care of. And that's, that's really the heart of it. So, yeah. yeah, I think that, um, you know, the age that we live in, we have this window into other people's lives in a way that we really never have before with um, Instagram and Facebook and, you know, even Zoom. And I mean, you know, it's just like all of this technology that allows us a glimpse inside what of what would have once been closed doors. And whether what you're seeing is authentic or not authentic, mm-hmm. the reality is, is that we have a perception of, you know, what our society looks like and what is normal. And I think that that can lead us to be um, too familiar sometimes with, with people because we have an idea of who we think they mm-hmm. are and maybe to um, be a little free with our words in, in it from a sense of, of, you know, thinking that we know somebody and, you know, back in a previous era, um, I think that, People were far more reserved and and especially when, you know, first getting to know somebody, the conversation would be probably more geared towards um, 
jobs and sports and family and you know i mean you wouldn't necessarily get into deeper things um certainly probably not politics or religion or you know some of these hot topics that we have in our world right now um and so i think that that you know definitely just kind of um working towards a little more of a refined presence mm-hmm. and i mean i'm super guilty of of being just, you know, I mean, I'll talk about anything and, and, um, I sometimes don't think about what I'm going to say before I say it. And it definitely can, you know, I won't say I get in trouble for it anymore. I think I've probably moved past that for the most part, but I sometimes walk away feeling like, gosh, why did I say that? That was, (laughs) I really shouldn't have said that, you know, but, but, um, I think that, that we can all benefit from, um, just refining what we say a little bit and, and how we, um, you know, respond and talk to people when we invite them into our home. Yes, absolutely. Um, and I think that we need to, um, being attentive means, you know, that we're, we, we want to listen to our guests, um, not to respond, but to understand them. And (laughs) that goes for any relationship in all actuality, especially the marriage relationship. Listen to understand, uh, not to respond. Um, I think often we have, we have this, um, this need to, to, you know, get our thoughts out and get our, our, our opinions out. And, but when you're hosting, um, you want to listen to your guests so that your guests feel like they, they are being heard and being understood. Um, it's just being attentive to, to them, uh, to, body language to um to their words to you know um whatever they're trying to say and whatever their needs might be um again it's it's putting the needs of the other person above your own needs um for that period of time and then you're really adding value to your guests when you feel like you are heard and when you feel like somebody sees your needs before you can even speak them you feel very valued and ultimately you know for Damon and I that is our desire that that when we have guests to our table mm-hmm. that they would feel valued yes yes uh, i love that and the um we listen to we love to listen to uh, great leaders um, and do a lot of reading and things. And, and John Maxwell, one of the best uh, uh, teachers on leadership in the world, um, he says that. He said, you know, have you added value to someone's life today? And that's so awesome uh, because it's, it's so important when you add, when you're adding value to someone, you're not taking away from them. You're not taking and receiving, you're giving. And um, that's, that's what the Lord calls us to is better to give than to receive. Um, so yeah, adding that's, that's a wonderful statement, adding value to, to your guests. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about um, the physical aspect of serving. We've talked a lot about just having a heart of service, but when it comes to having people to your table, one of the things that Damon and I really feel are important, well, I, a few things that Damon and I feel are important, um, are just anticipating um, mm-hmm. what their needs might be. And so you're really good at that as far as just keeping glasses full and drinks full and um, 
you know, just uh, if, if you see that someone's plate is, you know, just about empty, offering more food mm-hmm. and just kind of gauging what is happening and, you know, physically serving your guests. And, and when it comes to, you know, just the meal, we serve our meals in many different ways. You know, we've talked about this a little bit. Um, we definitely sit at the table and we will just set up family style on a very regular basis and you know just always offer our guests the the plates first and and make sure that they kind of have the first um option of pulling food off of the plates and we um are very intentional to be just aware of the temperature and you know i mean some people run hot some people run cold and so trying to have the environment at a comfortable temperature so that that our guests are not too cold or too mm-hmm. hot. And also, you know, I mean, not necessarily at the table, but we always have lots of throw blankets around and, you know, just the, the ability to um, create a cozy environment if somebody is feeling chilled um, in, in our group. And then we also sit out on the deck and have casual meals where we may load up at the island and head out to the deck yeah and again that's where you know you usually are just monitoring fires and serving from that perspective just making sure that the environment Mm -hmm. is comfortable yeah yeah so yeah keep maintaining the environment um throughout the evening is is um every bit as important as just you know setting the environment before your guests arrive maintaining making sure that you know the candles haven't went out or uh, that the music hasn't stopped and is all of a sudden on a on a a, a horrendous commercial or something <laughs> you know just just maintaining that environment and maintaining the the atmosphere of relaxation and peace uh, throughout the evening i mean that's that is um that is the responsibility of a host and so uh we really um we work hard at that um because we really want our guests to feel comfortable and welcome and taken care of. Yeah. So. And, you know, and we don't ever, um, we don't both step away. There's, there's not a time that we ever um, at the same time step away from our guests. And so if one of us needs to step away for a moment, the other person is really intentional to be sure that they're engaged and, and um, you know, just on top of serving and caring for our guests. And I know that if you have young children, that might look a little different in the sense of, you know, sometimes things happen, but, but even with young children, I mean, my encouragement would be that, you know, that you have a plan in advance for if something happens with one of the kids that needs to be dealt with, who's going to deal with it and how the other person is going to respond in continuing to serve your guests in the absence of your partner. Yeah. So, um, I really want to encourage you with, um, a couple of questions for yourself. Um, one, would you say that in general, when you're having someone into your home, uh, that you are very thoughtful um, and attentive uh, to their needs? Um, two, what are some areas that you may need to work on when it comes to becoming an effective host? And three, and maybe most important, are you intentionally honoring your spouse while hosting? Unfortunately, uh, we have been witness to, uh, on several occasions, um, a husband and a wife maybe uh, treating each other 
disrespectfully in the way that they speak to each other um, and without even really being aware of it. I mean, and I think, you know, it's pretty common in in marriage, especially you really do get in patterns of behavior and you you if you don't catch yourself saying it and you keep saying it, then suddenly it's just a pattern and you don't necessarily realize that it's not a becoming pattern. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's it's very important to that that being a host and hospitality starts with your very own you know family, um, and then that flows into you know what your guests will receive. It's it's something that we were were pretty attentive uh, about, and we and we noticed probably you know a little earlier than than somebody else might notice it uh, because we counsel people like that all the time, um, and. Doesn't mean that we're perfect at it by any means, of course, uh, but it's it's a very very important thing to to be thinking about um, when you're hosting. So when I think of the heart of serving, I think of John 13, where before the Passover, Jesus washes the feet of his disciples. So this is after his triumphant entrance um, as the king, and it's just before the betrayal. He knows that he is the king of kings. And that he is soon to be betrayed, yet he takes the wash basin and he gets down on his knees to wash the feet of the one who will betray him. This is service. This is the heart of service. And so, you know, if you just stop and you just pause and you think about that for a minute. So this really is the king of kings. And, and you know, just, just before this occurrence, he literally came into the city as the king. And then soon after, he was on his knees washing the filthy feet of the person that would betray him. Um, And so I think that is really easy for us to get caught up in our own feelings and moods and preferences. Um, But the reality is that the heart of hospitality is all about the Father's work. And when we choose to surrender ourselves for others, we are, um, by obedience, becoming more and more like Him and becoming the light of the world. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That is, that is so good. Um, because, you know, again, uh, to have a, a heart of servanthood means that we, that we need to check our own attitude at the door. Um, because a bad attitude never goes alongside serving. Um, we either have the heart of Jesus or we don't. And it doesn't mean that we are, we're perfect, but we're, we're trying to be more like Jesus uh, all the time. So what does um, serving mean to you? Is it easy for you to serve other people or not? And when is it sometimes hard to put the needs of others ahead of your own needs? Yeah, so just a couple of things to wrap up today. Hospitality is an act of service, and you have to stay focused on the goal. If you are entering into hospitality and you have a desire to um, bring people to your table and to grow your community, you just like with anything else, you have to keep the goal in front of you right. because there's always things that are going to take your time and take your energy and you know, I mean, we deal with this, you know, very regularly where, where it's like, okay, we have people coming over this week, you know, we have things that we're doing 
And it's only because we stay focused on the goal that we continue to invite people into our home on a regular basis because there's so many things that that could um, be a better option in that moment to us if we were focused on the moment and not the goal. Right. And if we were focused on ourselves rather than focusing on others. So we want to encourage you to become a host and to learn and to enjoy uh, serving others and have the attitude um, of servanthood. Yeah, and just remember, you have the power and the ability to grow community and um, change your environment just by having people at your table one person at a time. Thank you for joining us today. We'll see you next week. Thank you for joining us on this journey of hospitality. Please like, follow, and share us on social media. For more information, you can also check out our website at gracetogather.com. Join us next Wednesday for another episode of the Grace to Gather podcast.